Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back to Hour 2. I'm Carrie. And I'm Ben. And we are Realtors with Codal Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. Yes. Yes, we are. And the crickets are chirping tonight like it's, you know, fall. Th- those darn crickets. I know. Now I understand it's, it's what not... you mean by there's a cricket somewhere in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, in our front entryway, it's actually the cricket is right outside the door. But just the way the sound travels and how it's, you know, it, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's in the basement. No, that one is actually outside the door because I could open it and I could hear the cricket like quieter. And then I close the door and the echo chamber just happened. So the cricket that we're hearing in the basement right now, the, the cricket you're hearing right now in the studio is actually here in the studio, in the studio. Okay. In our basement. So we need to teach the fox how to chase down the crickets. Right. And not play with them, but actually take them out of commission. Okay. So goals for, for the fox. Right. She needs to become hunter of the cricket. So here in hour two, uh, hour one, we were talking with Terry Johns from the United Way. Yes, we were. Great conversation. And if you missed it over the airwaves, check us out with the podcast. Um, head over to myrapids.com. There's a tab you can select it's just underneath your picture okay carrie just underneath your picture um it's the third tab over i believe so people could select for the listings that are in the area i think the other ones are like school resources and things like that and then there's a drop down tab so we can check out your biography um let's see uh quick links for uh, e- events or like historical places in the area, which is right where myrapids.info is connected to. Okay. But they can also check on the blogs and podcast. Excellent. So if you want to go back and listen to hour one, check it there. They'll usually be online on about Monday after the show airs Okay. over the airwaves. Excellent. So, Terry Johns is great. The United Way really does have a lot of great resources. It really does. And it's, um, you know, it's all done based on donor, you know, funds donated to them. So it is really great. They do a lot of really neat programs in the area. They help out a lot of people. So it's, it's great that we have this asset here in our community and I'm looking forward to the McDonald's day. Apparently I had to go check this out. Yeah. And, and the funds local stay local type mm-hmm. of type of funding. And their transparency with that is phenomenal as well. So I'm curious to check out their new website. So really good. Really good. So what do we have this week? Well, this week, apparently I have tomatoes sitting on the cupboard. So tomato plants are doing really good. And I've got to be making some salsa, I think, this weekend. Make like a small batch of salsa because we do have some tomato or some peppers. Peppers are coming up. So... May have to make some salsa this weekend and have some good times in the kitchen. Yeah, the garden is is starting to come to an end. Fall is in the air. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Yeah, we, we've got the a couple of new bird feeders staged out, and it seems the squirrels are finding them very well. They have. I'm impressed that our shepherd hooks can actually hold our fat squirrels. Yeah. So I'm waiting for them to actually fall over. But the birds are finding them also. So we are serving the, the needs of our little, you know, feathered friends. Outdoor friends. Right. All right. Well, well, excellent. So beyond making salsa this weekend. We, the, these shows always come out, come around to food, don't they? Well, we just got done talking about tomatoes sitting on the counter. That's true. So that's what's kind of what's on my mind right now is, yeah, I got to go make some salsa this weekend and do a little bit of canning. But in between my showings that we've got going on. So exactly. Real estate is still quite busy. It is. Um, this is usually the the last sort of 
push because school is starting and people are realizing that they need to be somewhere so that they can narrow down their school situation? It's not as bad as it was two years ago. Sure. So now it's still a little bit, yeah, we'd like to get into the new home before school starts. But as we've learned, we can do a lot of things, you know, with the kids at home. So they're, it's not as a big as a push as it once was. Well, and I think there's a lot of transition ability as well. So as long as you know where you're going, you know, you get a house with an accepted offer now and mm-hmm. it'll close in maybe 45 days. That'll, the, the child could be in school then, um, or at least in the transition to the school then, depending on how far you move. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a little bit of technology that might help along the way. Right. So we, we found out last year that it's one of the good things about last year is technology can help us where we didn't think it, it would be so beneficial. Mm-hmm. Well, we're trying to help a family move from the Twin Cities area to the Marshfield area. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of crossing state lines. Yeah, we want to try to find something before that school year starts so that way they can get in. And and at least get registered right. and say, hey, we're, we're going to be behind by this, but how can we make it up? Right. So very exciting times. Yeah. And we've been kind of uh, venturing up, like you said, into the Marshfield area. Your license covers the entire state of Wisconsin. The entire state. So we, we do travel a bit. Um, Marshfield has got plenty of options, just like just like Rapids. The market is, uh, it feels about the same. Mm-hmm. You know, home will come up. And if it's uh, in that price range where it's hot, and if it's a, a decent house at all, it'll have a couple accepted offers and it'll be, you know, quite fast into getting an accepted offer. Right. So it, you know, again, we always make sure that we want to make sure that you're in that price range that you're pre, that you're qualified to be in. Oh, so they should start by talking to their lender. Yeah. Start with talking with the lender because, you know, I'd rather have you talk with a lender and find out that you need to be in, in a price range. We're going to say in that $120,000 price range, that's what you've been pre-approved for, but you think that you're going to be in that 140. So we're finding homes and you're showing, we're looking at homes and you're like, Oh, I really love this one. And then you find out that we need to be in that 120, 125. The house that you fell in love with is now out of the price range. It's like, Oh shoot. Now we've got to go down and look into this price range where then there's a little bit of disappointment at first of, I really like that, that other home. Mm-hmm. It's out of our price range. The affordability is not there. So we got to look at what we can afford. But then again, too, if we're looking in that 140s and you can go up to that 200, we can go, okay, well, there's room in that budget. So that way, if if need be to ask above the asking price, we have that ability to do that and still kind of keep it more affordable. And we're not seeing, especially on average, we're not seeing like the $50,000, $60,000 over asking price sort of right. offers that we're competing with. But yeah, they um, usually we're considering list price to be the starting price. Right. And we're starting to see more of that, you know, being in that maybe seven, seven to 10,000 above. That's that rare occasion that we're seeing the 40, the $50,000 above. Right. And a lot of that really does come back down to the original real estate mentality of location, location, location. Right. If it's the location you really want and you're willing to do it. All right. How much are you willing to go? Right. What, what's, what's your number? What's the sky? Where's the, the, the limit in the sky? You know, the sky may be the limit, but where is that, that line in that sand of, you know, we're not going to go above this much. Right. And that's where a lot of the conversation comes in because what we'll have to consider, will it appraise out? What type of financing are you using? And, and all those personal variables. Right. Um, one of the things that, so I, I've been traveling, doing some outreach for safety education for the Department of Transportation the past couple of weeks. And um, my overnights, I get numbers in my head and I'm like, so how did this affordability type of thing, you know, how affordable are houses and everybody's situation is unique, but I just spent a little bit of time on Google. I I went in mortgage calculator Mm -hmm. and I just looked at a mortgage calculator and I started fuddling with the numbers and some of those you can actually add in like an average insurance payment per year mm-hmm. um, and taxes roughly. So, I mean, it, it 
it's a calculator. And I, I think I went with, what would they suggest? 28% of your gross income could be or should be toward that house. I believe so. So it's the home with the escrow stuff, uh, meaning your taxes and insurance. Right. Yeah. So just quickly looking through there, I mean, someone making in the $40,000 range as, as their income could get into perhaps, you know, I'm just throwing it out there, but into like a $100,000 house. Right. 120000 130000 And then the other part comes in of how much down payment do you have? Right. And, and it's all based upon credit score too. Right. So there's a lot of variables that get put into what is the bank going to allow to mm-hmm. be lended out. So that's where we always say you start with the lender. You know, it's great that you want to come to us. We'll show you some homes, but we're really going to encourage go to your lender. You know, we'll show you the first four or five homes, but then we're going to really insist that you go see that lender because if we're just kind of ping-ponging across the board of different price ranges, we need to narrow that down. So that way, when you do find the house, we know you can afford it. We can confidently write an offer of this is going to go through. And, And that can be a slightly frustrating conversation because if you're renting, just because you're renting at a certain price point per month doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to qualify for a mortgage at that same price point. Mm-hmm. Or you might be surprised that you qualify for more and you just didn't realize it. Right. Right. So best to always go talk with your lender. We always suggest your local lender who you're currently working with because they know you. And if you want to shop around, we'd be happy to help you shop around. We've known know a couple lenders here and there, and we'll talk, what's your situation? And we'll try to match the bank to your situation too. Right. And if you're serious about buying a house, if you're serious about that mortgage, having uh, your credit report checked concurrently within a, a short, short amount of time by a number of different lenders that shopping around, that usually doesn't degrade your credit score. It, if you do it every month for the next six months, the, okay, that could. But shopping around straight away within a few days of each other, looking for the lender that fits you is, is okay. You mm-hmm. can certainly do that. And lenders' products change as well. Um, so what are your needs? And yeah, let, let's help you match up to a lender. Yeah, because we've got our uh, down payment plus program. So if you need some help with the down payment plus, you know, we could get you with a bank and help with that. So definitely we have a lot of options for you. So what houses are there to choose from this week? Well, this week where I'm just, I'm really surprised. I'm just kind of scrolling through, just kind of see what we have here. Um, Looks like we have 50 homes available to go see and take a look, to go see and write an offer on. So in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area, Mm -hmm. all price points. All price points. That are active currently without an offer pending. Correct. Yeah. So... 50 homes. That's, that's quite nice. And what are the price span? Um, we start off at th- uh, 39,900. So that's what we're starting off with. Okay. So what is our top end price range? All right. So like I said, the low end is going to be 39,900. And we span all the way up to 5,049, 549, 5, 549,900. There we go. 500,000. 549,900. There we go. Five, it takes four, me a while. 549. Yeah. Today it's, it's taking me a while. It's okay. It's, it's late at night. But yeah, I mean, we've got some really good choices and, and all all price ranges. So we're looking for two bedroom, one bedroom. We've got it all between one to five bedrooms out there. In a variety of locations, because I'm sure they're not all in the city of Wisconsin Rapids. No, no, not. No, we've got some down in Nakusa, some in Port Edwards, Buren, um, Grand Rapids. So yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of homes. Okay. Is there, is there any new ones that have been uh, by Coldwell Banker or, or one of our Coldwell friends? All right. So the one that I was looking for is one that was listed by our office on 
the west side of town and it's on 16th Avenue South. So really cute two-bedroom home that is definitely ready for a new family to come in and start living in there. It looks like a, it's a pretty nice home. So I'm pretty excited to to go see this one. Okay. And how many bedrooms? We're looking at two bedrooms. Okay. That's, you know, not too bad. And, and right? what did you say the price was? Um, 80000 So that's in our, our convenient price point. You know, not not, right. not too much, not too little. If you're looking for just something that's two bedrooms, that, that'd be definitely a good one to check out. Right. And the really nice thing is this is a really great starter home in a great location. So really close to the splash pad on the west side of town. So a lot of great amenities that will be closely, closely there for easy walk, easy accessibility to, to get to. Or if you're looking for, you know, you don't need a lot of space for whatever reason, and you want to be kind of on your way up toward Marshfield or Pittsville or um, something north of town. I mean, it could check all of those boxes as well. Right. So yeah, really great, great home. So uh, I'm excited. How about a home in Port Edwards? Sure. Port, all Ed- right. Port Edwards is spiffy. Port Edwards is very, very spiffy. spiffy. So again, it's going to be another two bedroom home. It's located on Market Avenue. Okay. And it's gonna be listed. It's listed for one hundred and thirty-five thousand. And again, it's a two-bedroom, really great starter home, and just looking for a family to move in and and to love it. So if we did a breakdown, because I know you like it when I do the breakdowns and price ranges. So if we look at under a hundred thousand, sure, let's do a breakdown. Let's do the breakdown. All right. So under a hundred thousand, we are looking at sixteen homes. Okay. That are available. That are available to go take a look at. So options out there. Right. And those could make good investment properties as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to fix up and resell or put them into a, a rental situation. Usually we find uh, people are looking for that. Oh, excuse me. For that under a hundred thousand dollars for mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, a, a, a rental. Yeah. So if we bump that price range up to an extra $50,000. So up to from 100000 to one we're looking at 15 homes. So again, in that nice little sweet area where there's a lot of, there's a lot more homes. Normally in the past, if you've been following us every single week, I would be saying there's four homes available or two homes. We're up to 15 homes available in that price range. So definitely options out there between that 100 and 150 price range. And like we keep seeing our, our median prices right at 130, 140,000. So that's going to be quite popular. Mm-hmm. And that also means if you're thinking about selling your house, you're probably not going to have a lot of competition, but you'll have some. And that also helps us with trying to place your, your home in the market. Right. You know, so, so we can uh, find out just where the competition is for the type of house that you're going to be listing. Mm-hmm. So if we bumped it up again to another fifty thousand dollars, so between one fifty and two hundred, we have two. Just okay. two, two, two homes. See, and that's a strong in- instance. Uh, people can come to us and say, "Well, I'm pre-qualified for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and I want this type of house." And we go through, "What are you willing to compromise on?" Because we may be looking for something a little bit less expensive. Oh my gosh, we're trying to save you money too, by the way. But there might be a little bit of a compromise. Might be something that you need to change. <clears throat> it could just be paint and carpet. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we can get you into a lower price house that fits what you need under what you're qualified for, that's a win for everybody. Right. So if we bump that up in, to the 200, so 200 on up, all the way up to, like we said, that 549,000 home. See, I can do it this time around, but. All right. Good job. I know. We got 18 homes in that price range. So definitely some options above that $200,000 range. So again, you know, it's, we've got homes with a little bit of land. We got homes with, with some land to it. So options out there for families. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really the, the first thing to do is check with the financial institution that you're going to be uh, lending through or that's holding your cash 
Because if you're a cash buyer, we, we can sell you a house just as easily, actually sometimes more easily. But one of the biggest things is we need to provide the seller proof that you do have the, the funding available. Right. So we always ask for, for that, for the proof of funds. So that way we can, we can say, yep, we do have the, the funds in the bank or whoever's holding your money. So even if it's in your 401k that you're going to pull out of, um, retirement account, however, whoever's in charge of that, your funds, where the money is at. So, um, so the other question that we had this week too is I'm qualified for 180,000, but I cannot find a home that I like that's under $180,000. It's not matching what I'm looking for, Okay. but what about building? You know, is there land out there that we can, I can buy the location, get the land and then do you know, a manufactured home on, however, you know, a stick built home, what does land look like? So if and we're... We can help you with the land. Oh yeah. Not quite as much with the home because there are so many options with that, but we can lead you in, lead you in a good direction. Right. We're, we're working with, you know, quite a good group of builders that we can lead you to and, and help walk you through that, that process too. But... I just don't want to start building homes myself. Oh, no. Um, so we're looking at, at land. So there's 134 options for land in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. Okay. So 50 homes available, 134 lots of land. Well, now those are different. Uh, you said lots and then you said land. Okay. So 134 listings for land. Which includes lots. And lots are smaller lots that are definitely um, considered buildable for housing. Land could be recreational land and farmland and hunting land and also land you can build on. So if you're looking at building, we have more availability to purchase some dirt to put a house on. And they're not making any more dirt. No, they are not. So 134, that's not too bad. So again, that's all price ranges, you know, all different sizes, you know, starting off, you know, small, all the way up into, you know, some of the, the bigger, bigger chunks of acreage. So definitely have some, some options there. And again, we really, really encourage talking to your lender of what a new construction loan is going to look like for you. So different lenders have different qualifications as far as, building goes. So if you're looking at land, if you're looking at buying a house and you're like, okay, I'm approved for 180. But then also you start talking about doing a construction loan with your lender, your lender may go, well, now you're only qualified for 120 due to these reasons. So just because we're qualified for one doesn't mean we're going to stick with that same number to the next option. So Definitely be talking with the lender of, okay, if I am looking for a residential home, what do I need to look for? And if I can't find anything and I want to do a construction loan, what is that construction loan going to look like? What are my options? So definitely worth taking a look, chatting with the bank to see what you got. And then... um a lot more conversations will have to come about as far as uh, the building process. Mm -hmm. um, and it, if you're looking at being a general contractor yourself doing the building, I mean, some people do that too. Then payouts for your subcontractors are done certain ways with different banks. And it, it can be kind of complicated. Mm -hmm. um, going with the building professional is certain, certainly going to help get all your permits done correctly. And they'll take care of dividing the... Uh, the, the funds appropriately and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, really, it was a great conversation to have with one of our buyers today and, and uh, found out, you know, what she's able to do and what she's not able to do. So if we can't find, if you're not finding the home that you're looking for, but you know an area that you want to go live in, maybe the option is we go look at land, we buy the land, and then we work on building that home on the land in years to come. That sounds great. I know. So we got options. 
And I, I know for sure if someone is looking for a couple lots in the city, we've got lots of lots. We do. We mm-hmm. do. We've got lots in a row. We've got lots next to each other. We've got individual lots. We might have, be able to combine some lots and have a bigger lot. Some have city sewer and water. Some don't. Right. So if you're curious about land and building, go ahead and give us a call. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what else do we have? Uh, that's all I got for the market. Ooh, that's all you got for the market. That's good, all I got good. for the market. Good. So do we have our stage styled blog ready to go? Yes, the styled, staged, and sold blog. Today, the topic is loved it, bought it, sold it. And this one is by Julia Joseph. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes a home can appear almost perfect. It has great bones, an amazing floor plan, and just the right high-end features. But it may still lack that special pizzazz, Mm -hmm. as the blog says. To get that special pizzazz, in quotes, in a home, for one of my recent clients, says Julia, we've found this, just took a few coats of fresh paint, and added decorating touches. Shortly after, my client went to sell his home. The house was under contract within 30 hours. Some of the things they did to make over the space, and she included some pictures. All right. Here, let me show you. Get closer to the radio. All right. Oh, that is a very pretty island. So kitchen. Um, They added a chandelier. They did a solid surface island. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure exactly what Stone that is, it does look like stone. Uh, fairly traditional, though, this is looking. Mm-hmm. It looks like we can put some stools on one side, so definitely, uh, you know, a workspace. Uh, looks like this one was, the house was built in 2016, but the home owner felt they needed a little bit of a refresher. Yeah, so they uh, incre- in, in, increased the light portions of the cabinet. It was Dark brown before. Okay. So I, I'm going to tell you that we go from a before. I was going to say, do we dark. have before after? We, we, we do. Okay. It just Sometimes it's labeled before and after. This one has. It it's just not. Wasn't. Okay. Okay. That's so, all right. Yeah. Kind of old and classic, even though it was, you know, 2016, that, that style, dark cabinets. Right. They did. They went ahead and, and done a, a white face lift. White paint up on the uh, the cabinetry. They replaced the light the doors, fixtures. Yep. Yeah. And uh, made the island a little bit bigger, putting padded stools, little padded bar stools. That does look really nice. It does look a lot more open. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they refinished the wood floors, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They included a couple pictures. So from, from the side, you get a little bit better view. <clears throat> Also, um, just looking at these pictures, I, I can tell you certainly the uh, photography between the before and the after, having um, you know a good space to photograph and a photographer who's real estate focused doing the photography re- really helps show off the space. Yes, it does. Yep. It looks like they added... Um, in the center island, they made it bigger, so you can put stools on two of the sides instead of just one. But also, they increased the amount of storage and drawer space. Um, they redid the countertop on the island, but they kept the countertops along the rest of the kitchen. That's where you can save the money. Because mm-hmm. countertops is expensive. It is. It really is. Yeah, and then just do a uh, painted facelift on, on the cabinetry. So a lot of quick and easy ways to get, you know, a facelift done is to do paint for it. And we tell a lot of our sellers that of, you know, the house looks really nice. You know, the one thing you should do is go through and just put on a fresh coat of paint. It gets rid of the little bit of the finger smudges that happen because, you know, life happens. Little kids' fingers are dirty or the adult kids' fingers are dirty and you kind of get that. I'm going to run around the corner and grab the wall and slingshot myself around. I mean, it happens. And fresh coat of paint hides all those smudges. And a house that tends to 
show well <clears throat> is one that has had a little bit of staging. So getting a professional stager in to, you know, kind of coordinate things. And, and like we've said before, stage it so that it looks good and it looks purposeful. Mm-hmm. Not so much how you actually use it day to day. Although we've been in a few houses where it looks like it's been staged and that's the, the way, yeah, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So some people live, you know, people live differently. It's, it's fun. It is. Um, let's see. They also went through and did a, a painting upgrade um, in the living room here that the coffered ceiling was a dark wood and they painted it to blend in with the rest of the ceiling. So um, coffered ceilings are really a cool architectural feature, I think. It is. But it could also, depending on how the rest of the room is designed, decor, laid out, I mean, it could really bring down um, the feeling of being closed in, you know, kind of being like a cave. We've seen a little bit of that in some of some listings that we've been in where it's, they put in those ceilings. They're really great. They're gorgeous. But now it just feels like there's, the ceiling is now eight inches shorter. And yeah, if I stand up and stretch, I might actually be able to touch the beams. So depending upon the style of home, it may work and it may not work for, for the next person. Right. And I'm, I'm a fan of woodworking and keeping the, the wood tones. So even if you're considering painting it, going from a dark wood stain to a light you know maybe there's an option between where you could lighten up the wood to you know it, it'll take more work of course to refinish those architectural features on the ceiling mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they did here uh, last note about the blog here is that they almost flipped the colors on the wall so where they've got the wainscot paneling on the lower third of the wall mm-hmm. it was white and the wall color was dark, um, not dark, dark, but more of a... Uh, like two shades darker. Yeah. It was still neutral, but it was darker. So they did a flip. And the wall color now is lighter, and the wainscoting is the darker color. Keeping that with the dark wood floors, and then changing up the area rug, now it contrasts in a little bit different. So you have the light wall, the darker wainscot, the dark floor, and a brighter, kind of an off-white area rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, if if you need some, some help with that, we just talked with Justin up there at Ashback Interiors in Rudolph. Oh, yes, Justin, I would be super excited to definitely get a hold of your home and help you pick out what needs to happen to it to make it more your style and more welcoming. And of course, with this uh, styled stage and sold blog from the National Association of Realtors, we appreciate them letting us use this as being a Realtor member. And of course, this one is from Julia Joseph. Uh, The company is Reinventing Space. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're looking for a little bit different change of pace in your home, just, you know, colors can really... Really be effective if you do it right. Well, look at the screen and porch that we have at our house. Mm-hmm. Just even painting that lower half of the wall white really changed the look. It didn't look as cave-like. It made it more welcoming of, you know what, I can actually now spend hours out there and not kind of wonder whether or not the walls are really that dirty and that gringy grossness. So just even that little bit of fresh paint really made the space more welcoming. It's, it's a space I enjoy going and spending time out in. And it is. It, it, a little bit of paint. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. And you got to have the floor all sparkly. Yep. yep. And we put out the lights out there too. So now that winter is coming, and I say that with the most lovingly statement ever, because we are in Wisconsin, we know that the snow is coming the nights are, it's getting darker sooner. I'm really going to be enjoying that 4.30 darkness and being able to turn on the lights and just enjoy the summer, the fall crisp air out in the screen porch. And then we'll have to see how well it does, <clears throat> excuse me, watching snowfall out there. Because we did oh, yeah. the, uh, 
we, we went from translucent panels on the, the westerly protection on the screen porch to now we've got the clear plexi mm-hmm. panels. So we'll be able to see how the snow falls. And um, we had landscaping around the outside of the screen porch and we had removed that and we were doing grass here. Um, now is the gr- really good time to plant grass because uh, warmer days and cooler nights, but the warmer days aren't terribly hot for terribly long. Like you said, the days are getting shorter. Right. So the dew and the moisture holds on longer in the mornings. Um, so if, if you're doing watering strategically, you know, planting grass now and watering it well, the, it should be very much effective. Fall really is the best time to plant a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, our landscaping was held in by wooden border. Yes. Yep. And it was, it was treated, treated lumber, mm-hmm. except for it was, I think it was original to the house because it wasn't in the world's best shape when it got pulled up. Yeah. So. From the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's out. And so that way we can kind of tamper the, the ground back down because we had a little bit of a hill forming and. So hopefully this winter we don't have the snow melt back up into the sun, the screen and porch. Right. And it, it was really an interesting experiment for me to watch that and kind of, kind of understand how water um, is barricaded on one side with those wooden retaining bits um, in the landscaping and uh, how ice formed there. And then cause water to when the springtime melted, you know, get up into the screen porch, and it it's a concrete slab, so we didn't have to worry about things really rotting. I mean, it it evaporated away. It's still we're gonna have to tend to that, right? But I mean, it is it is flashed and everything. It's right. just that landscaping border held so much of the ice, which held back so much of the water. Yeah, we were looking at almost six inches of of ice. In the, in the springtime. So, I mean, it was, it was decent enough where it needed to be addressed. And again, kind of planning for those, the wintertime season is, is now. So if you do need to remove some, some edging, prepare for the snow melt and that, so that way you can kind of create openings in your landscaping for that to happen. So you're not getting that water back up into the home or into the garage or wherever it's backing up into now is the time to do it because it's a whole lot easier to do it now versus when it's negative 45 degrees outside. Right. And a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the, the sealants, the caulking, silicone, whatever you happen to use for that specific area, um, they don't work when it's colder. No. So you almost have to, you know, you've, you've got the, the rains coming in a little bit more regularly here. We had, you know, a bunch of rainstorms a, a week or two ago and really keying in on where's that water potentially getting in it maybe not all the way into the house but at least behind the siding or the brickwork or up on the roof surfaces and taking care of them now while your glues are still malleable and it's easier to do that Mm -hmm. and also it's almost about time to start putting up holiday decorations because if you put up your holiday decorations when it's relatively warm then you won't be freezing your tuchus off I don't mind putting up the Christmas lights in November, like November 1st, putting those up is the excellent time to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least have a plan in, in mind as far as what are we going to do. So. Are we going to wrap Christmas lights all the way around the house this year? I don't know. Ooh, that'd be fun. I don't think we have enough lights. So, but they should be out in the stores pretty soon. Pretty soon, right? We're gonna, I'm thinking like in two weeks, we'll start seeing the Christmas decorations get put up. Yeah, I can hear your eye roll all the way over here. <laughs> Halloween decorations are certainly up. So, you know, jump on that. Get your Halloween decorating plan. Or your Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Or whatever holiday here is in the fall that gets your motor running. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also thinking since we do have our flagpole on the westerly side of the house along the main road, it's like we're living on the country, right? Right along the main road, we do have quite a bit of frontage over there. We could put out a, a sizable display of Halloween inflatables. Mm-hmm. Yes, we could. 
because we can does not mean that we should. How about Christmas inflatables? I think that would be more acceptable. You have a bunch of Santas and reindeers and... We do have a penguin. Yeah, well, yeah, we, right, we do. We do. We can get, we have more space, so we can do bigger and more. Just remember that then you need to store it the other four months out of the year. So just keep in mind storage of you're going to be doing inflatables. You need to be able to store them. And where are you going to store them? We really haven't figured out what we're going to be doing for Christmas decorations. But, you know, now is the time to start figuring that out. So that way you can get out there, get the electrical done that you need done. Um, If you've had your home now for the good four seasons out of the year, you know, you can start planning for the ice dams of, okay, what are we going to do to address the ice dams? Let's think about those things at the same time. While it's 80 degrees outside and we're hanging on to our ice cream cones of talking about shoveling snow. Right. And uh, perhaps we could maybe should find someone to come in and talk about you know, ice dams and coverage and how those happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I know we did a, an insulation project this winter. Yep. So we'll see how well that does now that we have a full season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we need to, you know, if after that first winter, you kind of learn where you should and should not put the snow piles. So, right. you know, if you thought putting it to the left of the driveway was going to be perfect, and then all of a sudden it's, it melted and it flooded the basement. Now we know we need to go to the left side and put it in between the two neighbors' houses. Or, you know, where do we put that snow pile? So that way when it does melt, it's going to melt into the street versus into a house. And how far away to take it from the house so that you don't pile it right next to the house? Yeah, all those little nuances. You know, now is the time to grab the ice cream cone, go stand outside and go, okay, well, what happened last year? What happened in the spring? And uh, we, we were just over at the Menards looking at some project items. Um, we are noticing that the price of building materials is coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's coming into, I think, what most people would consider a little bit more reasonable realm. Uh, two by fours, you know, uh, paneling, OSB, that type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, getting some building projects sort of thought about here in the fall time. You don't have to do it quite in the heat of the year. That might also be a time to relook at some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finally finished up moving all of our rocks that we needed to move from the yard to another part of the, the yard. So that was one of our goals was to get all the rocks moved. And we did that. And that's been very nice to be able to have that done. We're still looking at trying to figure out a way to finish up our fire pit area. It's still not 100%, but it's usable. So here pretty soon we should have that. I'd like to see it done by the first snow, which I understand could be next weekend, but hopefully. Or, or it could be next year. You just, you never know in Wisconsin. Right. The other exciting thing that is going to be coming up, we got the River Kings starting up here pretty soon. So we got the hockey season going here fairly soon, which I'm excited about. I'm hoping to take in a few extra, extra games this year. Yeah, the. My still my favorite part of the hockey is a Zamboni, and it comes out often. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about hockey, I believe over at the Aquatic Center they're going to do a, a full on um, flooding of their anticipated hockey spaces. So they got the lowboard hockey, they got the skating rink up in the center portion. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they didn't do all of it last year with their first year, right? But they're they're looking at doing a full spread this year. I think. And I believe August 22nd is the last day for swimming. Right. So if you haven't gotten your swim in yet, head on over there and get some swimming in. Unless you're a dog, then August 23rd is the dog days. Oh, really? Yeah. But you have to go on um, to the Parks and Recreation and sign up for it. Oh, okay. So that they know how many, how many dogs that they have. Okay. Yep. Very good. That'll be kind of fun just to kind of go see and kind of stand on the outside of the fence just to see how many dogs are enjoying the pool. It's a lot of fun. Now, uh, me with a pool management background, 
kind of cringed at that a little bit because I understand how much dog hair is going on. But also it's the end of the season, so I know that that's where they're doing it now. Right. And, you know, it's kind of fun to have the the dogs out in the the water. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder how they would do with the lazy river. You know, the swim against the current type of thing. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to register and just go and just visit with everybody and their dogs. I wonder if we can bring cats. No. We're not going to try to take the, the fox. Okay. She's not a let's go out in the public. No, she's not an aquatic cat either. No. No. All right. So on August 28th, we have the Bridge to Bridge Run Walk with the YMCA. Okay. So Cole Banker is one of the sponsors. So it's very exciting to have a great community presence for this wonderful run walk. So if you would like to, you know, check out the website for the YMCA and register. If you don't know the, I don't know the website, so I'm not going to give that out because I don't know it, but you can give the YMCA a call and they can definitely get you all signed up over the phone, or you can even go right to the YMCA and sign up right in their front lobby. And get that registered. And I believe the walk starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I believe registration starts at 930. So it's a, always a wonderful time to go walk from bridge to bridge and raise some money for some great causes. It, it really is a, it's a nice walk or, or run. I mm-hmm. mean, it, as, as far as scenery goes, I mean, it's, it's very scenic. It is. You know, and, you know, if you're a runner and not that great of a runner, it, Everybody who's walking, even if you're getting past, everybody's there to encourage each other to continue on. You know, we've walked with a couple of people who are runners that, you know, side ache, muscle ache, you know, we walked with them, keep them going, keep them moving and encourage them to continue running. So, you know, definitely a great opportunity to be doing that. And so if you want to see us out in the public a little bit more on September 11th, we are going to be over at Central Home Improvements. For their home expo. So again, it's going to be a one-day event from nine until three, which is going to be really great. We're going to have a lot of great vendors who are going to be there on our Facebook page. It's got the poster for all of the sponsors and the vendors who are going to be there. So check that out. Come see us. We will be there. That is a busy weekend. It is. Um, I know the Friends of Rapids Music group are, are doing an event over at Robinson Park. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then we also have the Rapids, I want to say it's Whiskey Rapids um, Beer Fest. Right, over at Witterfield. Over at Witterfield, but I believe that's not the name. It, But it's... It, it's, it's close it, enough. It is our, our, it is a beer festival. It is a beer festival. It's at Witter Park. That is from 3 until 5.30 or 2 until 5.30. I know it overlaps with the central home improvements. So um, definitely check it out. Go to the Rafters website page and I'm sure they have it on there when it actually starts and when it actually ends. So, but I know that it's on the same day as well. And it's also the 20th anniversary of the September 11th tragedy over in New York City, mm-hmm. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday the 12th, is is going to be the Grand Affair. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going to be out at the Grand Affair. On Grand Avenue. On Grand Avenue. On the west side and the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's the car show yet too mm-hmm. on top of it. So definitely some great food is going to be over there. I believe the Euro guy is going to be there. So it'll be kind of fun. And you're going to have a booth? We are going to have a booth. So we are going to be there. Come check us out. Come find us. Come say hi. And I'm going to be at a different booth this year. Ooh, what are you yeah. going to be at? Uh, the Department of Transportation, Bureau of Transportation Safety. Okay. We're having our motorcycle traffic simulators. So if you're curious about motorcycling and um, kind of doing it safer, getting your motorcycle license, we've got information about that. Okay. Um, and then you can try the simulator if you currently have a driver's license so that you know the rules of the road. Okay. And the simulator is all about traffic scenarios. And so it puts uh, all of the the bad drivers in front of you in like five minutes. And Mm -hmm. then you can scoot through it on motorcycle controls. If you don't know how to ride a motorcycle, we can put it in scooter mode so that it's just an automatic. You don't need a clutch or anything. Which is really nice because I believe I have done that. And I think I only hit three cars. Luckily, I know that you're a better driver in real life. 
Right. So the, you know, the controls are a little bit different, but yeah, I ended, I think I ended up hitting three cars, but that's okay. It was just a simulator. And that's part of the experience is now you're in a new city, new city environment where you don't know on a vehicle that you don't really know. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about distractions of that. And a lot of times uh, we'll get families that'll come do the simulator and the, the parent or adult will be on the simulator and the children will be yelling at them or grabbing at the controls as well. And we can have good discussions about distracted driving. Exactly. Well, that's good. I'm glad that the DOT is going to be there and it'll be fun to see how many people decide to partake. For sure. But it's going to be a good weekend. Um, that event goes pretty much all day on, on Sunday from like, what, seven to two or three or something like that? Nine to three. But I have to be there early. I understand. Right. So we're there at 630 in the morning. <laughs> we don't leave until 630 at night. So um, yeah, the event actually starts at, I believe, at, at nine. At nine okay. um, and it gets done at three. <laughs> so just come see us at noon and we'll be there and you'll be on time. It'll be perfect. Lots of food vendors. And yeah, it's a good time. Right. I'm excited about the car show. So I'm... Mm -hmm. I always have enjoy going and taking a look at the cars. I don't know much about cars. I just know that they're pretty. And, and I know that it took a lot of time to get them too pretty. And that's okay. And that's okay. And if you want to ask questions, I'm sure the owners will be happy to talk about it. Oh, yes. Yep. So I always enjoy taking a look at the cars. There are some very gorgeous cars that show up every year. And they're always like my favorite ones. And I'm always excited to see how they are and if they've been in, in a competition or you know what they've been doing over the last year so if y'all listening are curious about um, more information on these things head over to myrapids.info as a website and we've got links to all the like area activity pages and things like that uh, if you're looking for house listings in the area head over to myrapids.com where also you can find the drop down and see your biography and uh, podcasts and blogs and all that fun stuff. But yeah. House listings are there or at myrabbits.com. Okay. Um, you can send us an email with comments or questions. Myrabbitsradio at gmail.com. Okay. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Instagram. Um, whenever we get a new listing up, we definitely put it out and blast that there for all of our social media friends to see. Mm -hmm. And how can they get a hold of you? I think you have a phone number. Right. You can give me a call at 715-323-2577. And if you prefer to text, you can text me at the same number. And again, that number is 715-323-2577. Sounds good. All right. You guys all have a great Central Wisconsin day and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.